Get spin, spin. Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from bar to bar, from when I fall to every subway car, it's it's all been done, the podcast. Screwed it up again. I'm Saker, and I'm a creep. I'm Evan, and I can't be trusted. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were going to follow it up with, I'm a weirdo. I never follow up anything you no, do. Oh, that's true. And I'm never sure if you don't catch the reference or if you're intentionally being... Well, I say about 50-50. Okay. All right. Very good. What was it? Which 50 was it in this case? Uh, I, I got the reference, but I also can't be trusted. <laughs> but I hated the reference. <laughs> That's a creep, uh, of course, Radiohead. That's yeah. their their big hit that they couldn't shake for a long time. Yeah, and it it was. Uh, I remember reading an interview with the lead singer. I want to say his name is Daniel. because <laughs> he's, he's from Britain. <laughs> You're close. Aren't they all like Daniel or Nigel? Well, Nigel Godrich is their producer. We oh. should do a Radiohead podcast. I'd be way more knowledgeable. About. Oh, okay. Well, that's not what we're doing today. His his name is Tom, spelled Bombadil. T H O M. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's the British, right? <laughs> Thumb. Thumb. But he was saying that they, uh, it's they hated it for a long time. Yeah. But he was in like a bar, and then it came on the radio, and it was like it wasn't even him singing. Oh, like it was just a different. Yeah. He's like they had because they wouldn't play it at concerts for a long time, yes. and they just tried to distance themselves from it. And then he was like, "It's it's like another band." Like we don't even, I don't so, even recognize the, so the people, the it. people that we are. It's like looking at baby pictures of yourself and not yeah. even seeing yourself in them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, that's bizarre. So he mentally disassociated. <laughs> I from, guess he had a break. I guess, according to the interview that I read, <laughs> it's funny because that album. This is Radiohead chat now. What'd be a good name for a Radiohead podcast? Can't be. It's all been done. Uh, I don't know any Radiohead song. How about just? <gasps> Because that's every song, right? Where you just kind of in brackets, ghostly moaning is yeah. the name of our Radiohead podcast. Karma police. <laughs> Where po? What's the pun there? They're British. We spell <laughs> we spell all the words with extra it's H's and Y's. Police with a U after yeah. the O. Police. <laughs> police. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, that first album, that Radiohead first album, sounds so drastically different from the rest of everything they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could be analogous to the Bare Naked Ladies. And this one, I feel like, you know, Gordon is weird, man. They're dipping their toe into every genre. I know, I know. Bit. They're just, well, uh, they're just sort of, they're band geeks, obviously, yeah. right? So they've got, they've been sort of classically trained yeah. band geeks. So they play a lot of instruments. They're multi, I mean, they're multi-instrumentalists. They have a, they're very talented. I'm sure they've been in every, in the high school band for forever. And so they're just sort of strutting their stuff. Right. And like, yeah, I can do that. I can do a Latin rhythm. Yeah. I can do a surf rock. Yeah. We can do lounge acts. Yeah. We can do cartoon noises. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that today. Evan, I want to ask you a question. I've pulled up pictures of both the Bare Naked Ladies mm-hmm. and Radiohead in their current day incarnations. If these two bands fought, who do you think would win? Oh my god. So the Bare Naked Ladies are definitely older, right? And uh, that could be more experience. I mean, but they look older, right? They look fatter. They're kind of they're, 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 they're softer, I should say, <laughs> but also Radiohead looks like I, Oh, sorry. This is current Radiohead. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely BNL. <laughs> Why? You think they have the weight advantage on Radiohead? I mean, they all look like current Radiohead. They look either surprised. They look mugshots, man. (laughs) Never mind. I I take that back. Like they, this current Radiohead album that I'm looking at, you should put in the show notes. Okay. uh, They look, it definitely looks like mugshots and they definitely look like they're, they've just committed some sort of violent crime. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Radiohead for sure. And also there's one more of them, but okay. Are we, are we putting Paige in there? Because uh, Paige has got some, yeah. has got some strut stuff. We like, should include, a, so it's five on five. He's got that Coke strength. He's got that <laughs> Coke strength. That strength funded by the Coke brothers. Yeah. I do think that Tom York looks like a gaunt skeleton man. As if someone, if, if one of the American ladies punched him, <laughs> he would break into a million pieces. <laughs> he would just, he would just float through the air with his like high whispery vocals yeah. and uh, sort of fake plastic trees yes <laughs> that's, that's a song but then i think he could still continue to help the band by haunting the fight <laughs> he's, like, he's like if this were a D group he would be the bard right yeah so he would be show like he would be sort of floating through the fight not really engaging with anything but giving everybody moral support <laughs> just playing his guitar and building castles whereas i feel like the bare naked ladies they would all be singing 
because they would be harmonizing. Yes. So I think like they it, work as a team together. They harmonize. Have you ever seen those uh, like MMA fights? I mean, they're in Russia. These ter- were everything terrible, horrible. Like everything is taken to its logical conclusion in okay. Russia. Everything violent. But there's these MMA fights where it's like twenty versus twenty. <laughs> oh Jesus! And they're just no. these MMA fighters, and they just kind of run at each other. <laughs> it might have been Russia or Poland or something like that. How do you even and tell? They just, though they run at each. Well, they were wearing like different shirts, so you can tell who's on whose team. Like- Greens versus blues. <laughs> yeah, except you're trying to kill the sh- beat the shit out of each oh other. Oh my god! So they run at each other and they fight, and it, the fighting tactics are a lot different than MMA, where you just kind of grab onto somebody yeah. and hold, hug them real close. Yeah. And be best buds. Yeah. Like, if you hug somebody, like, it, it just goes until one person beats the shit out of somebody else, and yeah. they get tapped out, and then it's just two on two on two or two on one, three on one, four on one, where you just kind of like tag oh, team. Jesus. So you got these guy grappling and then someone will just come up and kick another person in the head. So Holy they're pretty brutal. Fuck. But I feel like that's what it would be like with Radiohead versus the, B- the bare naked ladies. Like if one of the bare naked ladies fell, the harmony would be off and they wouldn't be able to continue the oh, fight. They would all man. just have to tap out immediately. Right. So they have to watch each other's backs. Cause if right. one falls, they all fall. Right. They stand together. Yeah, United, and except I don't for know, Stephen Page. And I don't know enough about Radiohead to <laughs> speak to their fighting well, style, apart from the floating yeah. Tom York. Thank you for speculating on yeah. it. Do you remember when MMA used to be... Nowadays, it's all just hugs and, mm-hmm. and kicks. But it used to be like, each fighter would have a specific style. It was like sumo versus Mai Tai. That was my favorite... My favorite... Oh, yeah. Like the first three or four UFCs, I still yeah. go back and watch those on occasion, where you've got just... This guy with like a, a mullet saying like I practice ninjutsu, <laughs> yeah. and then he just gets the shit kicked out of him by like a, a Brazilian guy. Yes, exactly. Somebody actually. Is it... Or there was one where uh, there was a boxer, and he came in. He's like, I'm a good boxer, and so he wore one. <laughs> he wore one boxing. That was his motto. He wore one boxing glove, okay. like one light boxing glove, so he couldn't open his hand. He just had a fucking boxing glove uh-huh. on, and he was fighting like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. So he comes in, gets like one hit with the boxing glove. And then the guy grabs him and he's like, oh, shit, I really miscalculated. I, I can't like hold on to this guy or anything. So he just gets the shit kicked out of him. Why would he wear a boxing glove for his own Because he doesn't want to, well, because he's a boxer and he doesn't want to break his hand. Because if you remember the first UFCs, they do it all in like one fucking day. Oh, so God. So you'd fight like four or five matches or if you did well, you'd fight, oh, maybe not four or five, but like a couple matches. Right pretty close either within like a day or a weekend so you've got this guy with like a broken hand all taped up <laughs> fighting like somebody else like a sumo wrestler that's the one event where sunday is the most exciting Gosh, day because yeah. everyone's just a bloody pulp of yeah themselves. so i still i still own those and i still watch those on occasion because it's have a ufc party i'd love to yeah I, I did we used to do that not irregularly but you know once every couple years we would get together and we'd bet maybe you might have come no no it might have been before you were in columbus but yeah we we bet quarters on the matches yeah so you get you get sort of you you bet a quarter on your on your bro right or lady now Uh because uh your bro or your your sister and then you uh get sort of into it because you've got money on the line (laughs) i like you guys can't see at home, but he gestured with his hands as if he had two action figures. He was hitting them against the ch- each other. Yeah, they're action, they're <laughs> yeah. my action boys. Yeah, they're you're action, action boys. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, let's get into this week's song, shall we? <laughs> we shall. All right. Uh, the name of the song this week is King of Bedside Manor, and let's hear a little bit about it. No, he's not the kind of man who likes to see the world around him crumble to a ball around his feet. But he's always ready, he's always set, he's always well prepared. He's the most peculiar man you can be. You know he's not the king of bedside men. He's not the Tom Jones of his next door. All right. I don't know why I said a little bit about it, because we're not going to hear like <laughs> a, a documentary. Of it. Yes, a little bit of it. Uh, so, Evan, yes. king of bedside manner. Well, how'd you feel? Uh, so I've got a couple, <laughs> a couple reactions. Uh-huh. Uh, I hated this song at first. Okay. I really hated it. I'm amazed you didn't continue to hate no, it. Oh, it, it really grew on me. Like I'm a sucker for minor key songs. Uh huh. And it went from something that I just, it was painful to listen to because of the cartoon noises. <laughs> Yes, we need to talk about those. Okay, I'll, we'll, go, we'll touch on those again. But okay. it went to something that I really, really enjoyed because they they play with their harmony a bit. They go from, usually in the first couple of songs, they've done sort of a straight harmony. But now, right. they're, now they're like verging on bluegrass almost where they've got this note of dissonance in there. Yeah. Because they, they 
do a diminished harmony, or I, I'm not actually sure what it is. It might be a diminished chord or something like that. So it comes in, and there's just this note of of uncomfortableness about yeah. the, and it just sort of seems a little bit off, but in such a wonderful way. And I, I fucking love that, man. Like the um, just the the backing vocals right before they go into Domo Arigato, Mr. Obato, that where they're just like he's not the king of bedside manner, he's not the king, and they're just sort of those backing vocals just come in and it's just sort of a sense of urgency about them. Um, so I, I really, I really grew to like it. It, it really grew on me. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. I, I think that, um, lyrically and musically i really really enjoy this song i think they did a good job with it mm -hmm. um I, I of course i don't have the chops to to speak as you did about diminished harmonies i don't either i'm just sort of talking out of like <laughs> foggy memories of music <laughs> okay. theory all right so i'm sure that we have musicians listening to this podcast who will set me straight hopefully right. please no, please do set me straight. nobody listens to this podcast well i mean we do well and you're a musician that's true you are <laughs> wrong um but i i feel like just like Be My Yoko Ono, this is a song where the thesis is ruined by random shit. It, this is the definition. This song is the definition of gilding the lily to me. Where they had a great song lyrically, they had a great song musically, mm -hmm. and then they were like, not enough. We need to keep adding. So <laughs> they added dumbass ad libs. They add dumbass. Let's talk about the cartoon noises. Okay. Okay. Which which Stephen Page is credited for, by the way, in the liner notes. Which blows my mind. I assume they just bought a, C a public domain CD of four hundred slide whistles, but <laughs> I felt like they they were in they were recording in a studio for the first time, and they had like access to a soundboard, and they're like <laughs> boing, 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 boing doo -doo 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 -doo. like what the f they're like oh we could put all these in. <laughs> Why not? Let's go fucking crazy. It really does remind me. I had a band in high school, and uh, I was tasked with mixing the songs, which I had no idea what I was doing. But, like, during big instrumental breaks, I would just, like, this is boring. I'm going to add in random wave files from the <laughs> internet. So I'd add, like, strong, bad quotes. And, like, because I was a dumbass, like, I didn't know what... What what subtlety or like pulling back the reins a little bit was. But again, this is th th this is their first album. They they wrote this song when they're yeah. young. They're, I mean, this is the '90s. Even the album came out. They're only like in their early 20s, right? So yes. And this is the '90s. So cartoon noises aren't necessarily such a faux pas because we got these like fucking record scratches and bops <laughs> and things like that in the '90s. So I don't think that, you know. I don't want to be a historicist about this album. Like uh -huh. the cartoon noises might not have been a turnoff for the audience in the nineties. <laughs> historicist, like they are now. Well, I don't want to take them out of their context. Sure. I don't want to judge them based on modern. You uh, can you can judge this song based on how well it's aged. I'm defending this. I song. I know you are, and I listen. I think it's a good song mm -hmm. that goes way too far. So, what did you think the thesis was? Well, I, I mean, lyrically, I think. I, I think this is a song, um, I like the note of melancholy, I agree with that, because I think this is a song about a man who used to have something in his life. It was a song about a man who used to be someone, mm -hmm. and and he, he thought a lot of himself. And, and with his age, uh, obviously, he's uh, he's gone downhill, and people don't think the same as they used to. And actually, I'll talk about this a little bit in the next episode, but I think it shares a lot of DNA with Boxette. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, and, and he's kind of reflecting on his life and he's, he's talking about it, but then I don't, I literally don't understand how boing, zoom, whip, <laughs> I like fits with the, what they're talking about. I think it, it, the, the song feels very urgent to me. Like they want to get it done quickly. Yeah. And is this the one they recorded naked? This is the song that they recorded yeah. naked in this album. Okay, so I feel like that might contribute to it. Sure, possibly but, so. And the, those cartoon noises just sort of add to this sense of urgency, like, let's hurry up, boing, boing, zing, zing. <laughs> but how does, that, ling, ling, ling. how does that fit with the narrator? It doesn't. And okay. I, felt, <laughs> I felt that uh, before I listen to a song, I print out the lyrics and I read them over. Uh -huh. And I try and think about the lyrics before, I, like, out, absent the music. And this one, I really liked the lyrics. That it, it, it felt to me sort of like a poem that you would read to a child, sort of. Yeah. Like, listen close, my child. <laughs> he's subtle on the dance floor and he's suave around the bar. He's a quick draw with a lighter. He's a pseudo-movie star. <laughs> you know he's quite a singer, quite an actor some time ago. 
he had a famous program, late night bedtime TV show. <laughs> you know he's not the king of bedside manor, not the Tom Jones that lives next door. He's not the king of bedside manor. He hardly even lives there anymore. <laughs> like, and so, so I was expecting sort of a, a sort of a melancholy beat to this, right. and then it just like he's not the king of bedside manor. <laughs> 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 So yeah. that that that's why I hated the song at first, but then like I'm like, oh yeah, I actually do like this song quite a bit. Let's let's talk about the lyrics real quick because I'm curious. Yeah. So I, I wanted to, to to focus in on on a certain set of lyrics. So he opens up the curtains at the crack of dawn mm -hmm. just to see the lovely ladies who have come and gone from his house from the house next door to his house on the lane. You know he opens up the curtains at the crack of dawn just to see the lovely ladies who have come and gone from the house next door to his house on the lane. Guys still get women because like he's a lothario or at least he used to be he's some sort of i, I picture this dude as like i, I don't like f fucking the male version of jessica rabbit I, like he's a cartoon <laughs> but he's also like this suave debonair i imagine him like a vincent price kind of fellow do you well again I'm pretty sure this is about a vampire. <laughs> we can get into that later. Okay. Like I imagined him like this Vincent Price fellow with like one of those little tiny mustaches. Uh, yeah. Like he's got he's got he's silver he's silver hair, but he's uh -huh. got those like dark like wings through his hair. Like the his temples are still dark. Sure. See, I didn't see him like that at all. I saw him as kind of a fat, washed up because he doesn't he can't do what he used to do. Uh, and he's saying, Well, you know, I still got my health, I can't complain, but boy, I sure don't but that line out of all these lines confused me because it's See the lovely ladies who have come and gone from the house next door to his house on the lane. So, like, he's are the ladies leaving his house? I feel like it, that is also running contrary to the narrative of the story. Like, does, is our lady still visiting his house? I don't know. Next door? Well, I mean, he, there's the one where he hits on somebody. Oh, yeah. I, oh. Hope, I hope you don't mind if I follow you into this shop. And I couldn't help but notice that, that riding, riding crop sticking, sticking out of your haversack. haversack. Speaking of Canadianisms. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've I heard the word haversack outside of, like, a sword and sorcery novel. Oh, I, yeah, I had to look it up. I had no idea. No. She said, excuse me, I hope you don't mind, but I followed you into this shop and I couldn't help but notice. Why, oh, riding crop, sticking out of your haversack, well, I, I wouldn't mind riding you I, I love that line. The way Paige delivers it, I couldn't help. <laughs> like, he, that nervous, like, laugh is just so, I mean, so good. And... What the fuck? How how does that how do, how do you approach somebody like that? <laughs> hey, I couldn't help but notice that riding crop. Do you want me to? Do you want to fuck? Well, like I do feel like this this narrator is directly out of a movie or a cartoon where he's I, just like he can approach women and like they they respond. Oh yeah, oh, I'm, you. I'm pretty sure he's a vampire. Like, so he's this old creature. Yeah. And again, I'm not I'm not gonna gender this. No. Like, and I'm not not gendering it because he's this old creature i'm not going well, to I, I, I just i'm not going to gender it uh. because it's a vampire it feasts on the blood of the living it's not human so i'm, I'm not going to refer to it as he she it they okay. or anything like that or mix or anything okay it's a monster okay. right mix yeah mx that's what oh oh got it you got it <laughs> I was afraid I was gonna have to cut something from the. Podcast. But I feel it, so it's this ancient vampire, right? Right. And he's this riding crop, and it's like, oh, a riding crop. <laughs> I remember those the, from my haversack days. Yes, <laughs> Let's go to an eco frolic. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So. So yeah, this guy is uh, an ancient. Well, and that that explains how he gets ladies because he could say shit like that, but then use his charm ability on them <laughs> yes. in he order mesmerize to mesmerize them. Yeah, he's mesmerizing. I them. couldn't help but notice that riding crop. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea too that he's just enamored with like oh I've I turned on the television have you seen this television I saw this program called Looney Tunes <laughs> Tunes <laughs> and now I've I've become enamored with these noises but Boing. he's he's subtle on the dance floor and he's suave around the bar right yeah. so he's this old guy so I, I think that sort of flies in the face of your like fat schlub hypothesis well, I th I, that's how I feel like that's how he used to be but but you know he's he's reflecting on himself mm -hmm. and he's still saying is because that's how he still sort of okay, sees so, himself so this, is, this is written from his perspective yeah I think so for sure so he's referring to himself in like third person yeah <laughs> like a vampire would. he's writing his tinder profile <laughs> <laughs> he's subtle on the dance floor <laughs> Uh, I really loved actually what he's a quick draw with a lighter. He's suave around the bar. Ed in the background goes, Yes! He's subtle on the dance floor and he's suave around the bar. Yes. He's a quick draw with a lighter. He's a movie star. 
Thanks for the backup, buddy. You know, I'm really changing my mind on Ed. Like, I didn't like Ed at first. Like, I felt his vocals, like, detracted from every song. Uh And Paige definitely has a better voice. But, Uh you know, in my humble opinion, Ed definitely brings it. He brings something. Yeah, Like, Bare Naked Ladies sound. They all contribute. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You couldn't have this band without all five of them. Which is why, as we'll get to in 130 more weeks, (laughs) this band isn't really the same anymore at all. Um, Yeah. I'm curious. I thought originally the first when the song first came on, I thought it was about like Katamari Damashi. The first line, you know, he's not the kind of man who likes to see the world around him crumble to a ball around his feet. I thought maybe it was like king of, king of the universe, stop, or king of the cosmos. You're just being stupid. <laughs> no, I. Uh, speaking of the ad libs with Ed's yes, the ad libs in this song are out of control i feel like they decided like we're naked so to make myself feel less weird i'm going to yell something after every like we whoa yay yes like domo arigato mr robato okay let's domo 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 let's talk about domo domo arigato so in a line we're at song seven in this album we're about halfway through and so far three of the songs have been balls out like we are going to reference better songs in our songs for no In grade nine, it made sense. In Brian Wilson, it was totally random. And now, why are they referencing Don't Worry Gato, Mr. Obato? Six, don't worry, Gato, Mr. Obato. Because, as you say, there's this crescendo. Mm-hmm. He's not the king. He's not You're the king. king. He's not the... And then, <laughs> I feel like the whole song is leading to something. We're coming to this point on the mountain, the, the peak. And then they fucking fall off the edge of the mountain and descend into hell. Like, it's fine. It's fun. But again, gilding the goddamn lily. They just fuck up yeah, their thesis. I, I feel like they don't. It's like a, it's like Stephen King. Like, they don't know how to end a song. So they just kind of, they either fade out or they just switch to another song. Rocks fall, everybody dies. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a very, very strange. I, I, musically, I love it. I love that they do something crazy at the end. Again, lyrically and musically, this song was great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. But boy, I don't know. It's just weird. It was very, very weird. Um, why do you think the title? Let's talk about the title real quick. King of Bedside Manor. Obviously, Bedside Manor. They're they're making a little pun mm-hmm. here. But why? Why? I don't. I think they're just making a pun uh, for the sake of making a pun. Well, that's they're sort of shtick well but But also i think it might be they're referencing maybe a late night canadian tv show called bedside manor maybe that is is that an actual show i i can look it up but i don't think so well maybe it's a pretend show (laughs) yeah okay oh is this one of those like um uh who released that album actually i think it was uh Fuck, I can't remember now. Somebody released an album of, like, um, um, theme songs for movies that don't exist. Oh, and uh, Oh, it was U2. Uh-huh. U2 released a whole album of, like, songs what? for movies that don't exist. Uh-huh. And um, uh, uh, so maybe this is, like, a theme song for a show that doesn't exist. Wouldn't that be a cool idea? This is a... Uh, yeah, I mean, and that, that would explain the cartoon noises if it's, like, a kid's show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, I kind of like that explanation a lot. It does not look like there was ever a show called Bedside Manor. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Boy, okay, so if this is a show, if this is a theme song for a show called Bedside Manor, uh-huh. what is this show about? Well, is it a cartoon? Yeah, I imagine it's one of those, it, it's older, right? Right. Oh, oh, Saker's got the mic. I couldn't do, he's my picked, back was starting to hurt he's from picked up. He's picked up the mic. Yes. He has literally. <laughs> I might just drop the mic. Up the mic. We're not careful. All right, that's one. Okay, so um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I feel like it's like one of those like '70s kid shows with puppets and yeah. shit, like a uh, Candle Cove. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> I remember Candle Cove. Do you? <laughs> yeah, of course. That show we all watched as kids. Yeah, the one where you just stare into the yeah, yeah, yeah. the static it's for eight stuff. hours. And don't go inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's okay. Good. Except there's also sex in it somehow. Because can it, the CBC has much lighter regulations yeah. than yeah. the FCC. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a weird... Uh, a weird... Well, he might be talking to a puppet. He might be talking to a puppet. So say there's a horse puppet. <laughs> 
Okay. And it's like, nay, and it clicked like a talking horse cop goes into this shop. And he's like, oh, hey, I couldn't help but notice <laughs> that riding crop in your haversack. Mind if I ride you bareback? <laughs> well, of course, King of Bedside Manor. Yeah. I love the idea that every every double entendre in here is is meant to be taken at its most literal and nice value. Like, I just want to ride a horse bareback. It's a, that's why it, the show resonates so well, because it has all these, like, sexual puns that kids the, don't get. Like a Looney Tunes. It's a Rocco's right? Modern Life sort yeah, of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Looney Tunes, you know? There's just the stuff that fly over kids' heads, and yeah. adults are like, <laughs> they be fucking... <laughs> bestiality alright I like that um, and, the, and the horse might be someone's like sexual awakening yeah yeah like Bugs Bunny in the um, dressed as a woman was for a lot of for, for a lot of young folk yeah and that's a common that's like, like an internet meme yeah uh, hey did you listen to any alternate versions of this song no alright so uh, there's this there's a version on their demo tape uh, mm-hmm. that is about 50% slower okay it's the most boring fucking song in the world it's exactly the song that you described where it's like this is sort of like it's still got a country bluegrass twang to it, mm-hmm. but it's bo- it's like slow and there's nothing to it. It's just like he's not the king of bedside man. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> this song sucks. Like I gotta admit that the the urgency does add a okay. lot to this song. You know he's not the king of bedside manner. He's not Tom Jones who lives next door. I wonder if any boring song, if I sped up MacArthur Park like 150, if I made MacArthur Park into a nightcore song, if it would be good. I'm putting it right here, aren't I? I don't think I need to say that. All right, great. Good job. I loved it. Hey, you set yourself up for that one. Usually I, usually I have to walk for these. I put the T on the course and then I yep. took a big swing. Um, so what was I saying with that? So that's an interesting version of it. Live? Mm. Let me, I'm going to play a little thing for you, Evan. Uh, I want to I show you a version of this song live because they add a little something to it. So oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play that for you. Is this the one where they're dressed as clowns? No, it's not. Um, what I'm going to play for you, Evan, uh, this is something, uh, from what's called the bathroom sessions and the Mm -hmm. bathroom sessions were just Ed and Steve. Uh, and it's from what? 2007. So it was a couple years before the breakup and they did a bunch of songs, uh, just, just them and an acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they're actually all really, really good. I was watching a few of them. Um, and they're fun. So, uh, what I want you to watch for, for two things. And one of them I'll point out to you, but the other one you'll, (laughs) I think you'll get Nope, yep. <laughs> I think of, nope, yep. <laughs> like, again, an example of the ad libs going out of control where they're just like, yell something. No, yeah, <laughs> we can't agree. He hardly even lives there when they do this song live in this version and in every version they do live they add the entire or not the entirety but like 45 seconds of moon dance for no reason in at first i thought oh i get it instead of doing domo arigato they're doing moon dance which is cute no they do both domo arigato and moon dance which is so dumb well okay so the bare naked ladies are famous for their live show right uh, maybe yeah, I don't they're, know. They're well known for their. They're well known to put on a really good live show. Sure. Um, and I feel like a lot of live showness is looping in other cultural references. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like that's the reason they do it. And it's cute. It's funny, but it's also again just diluting the song even more from its original. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Uh, but I I really enjoy this version of the song. You should check out the back bathroom yeah. session. Yeah, I will. I certainly will. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, okay. Well, do you have anything else to add about this song? Okay. So this song fits really well into my theory that Gordon is about the life cycle of a vampire. Okay, very good. Let's continue. I mean, this is a, obviously about an aging thing of the un- creature of the undead uh-huh. that is, you know, sort of pining for its humanity. Uh, not necessarily humanity, but like its glory days. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, but if you look at all the song, like if you look at Gordon as a whole, 
You've got, uh, I mean, Hello City is obviously about vampires. Sure. Obviously. Obviously. Enid is about dating a much younger woman, which is, you know, or a, a much, much older, older woman, woman, you know, or a woman who was younger who has now gotten old. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. All right. So it's, you know, that's, that, I feel like that's sort of vampire-y. Uh, grade nine is when this vampire, okay, hear me out. Following. Okay. So grade nine is when this thing tries to pull a Twilight. Uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> he goes back to school. I, yeah, I like Ska. I, so it started this Ska revolution. <laughs> the Ska swing revolution. I got to go back to high school. Where this, <laughs> so it pulls a Twilight. Youth culture forever. You know, okay, it tries to get back forever. in touch. Brian Wilson is where it's sort of moved on. It's in the doldrums. It's Because remember, it's a musician, right? Uh-huh. It, it's a musician. So it's sort of like this only lovers left alive or interview with a vampire sure. or like a... Blood and Donuts or Byzantium, sort of being a vampire, being rich, you know, you sort of lose, sort of faced with this existential angst, uh-huh. and that's Brian Wilson, so sure. it's just lying in its coffin on Barrington Street. <laughs> okay. Just kind of, uh, what am I going to do? Be my Yoko Ono. That's straight up Dracula, right? So it falls in love with a human woman. It, uh-huh. it, wants, it wants to, it falls in love with a human woman, and it wants to sort of her, her to take it away from all this shit. Like sure. It, so it's trying to, like, pour itself into this woman. It wants her to be its Yoko Ono. Okay, checks out. So it's it's not gonna make her into a vampire. It's gonna like make her into a familiar, or like a ghoul or something. Uh huh. Because it, you know, it. I don't know. It's sort of begging this woman to be part of it, but it also wants to her to be subservient because, like, Yoko Ono was sort of like uh, eclipsed by John Lennon's power, right? Boy, while, oh while they were boy. dating. Yes. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> so it's sort of the subservient yet controlling relationship. It's like a power bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then we've got Wrap Your Arms Around Me, where it realizes that it's made a horrible mistake, and it murders. Okay, it just straight up kills it Yoko kills, Ono. Kills, kills Yoko Ono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what a good boy, of course, where it's sort of remorseful for everything. You know, it might it might have killed the... It, so it kills the, it kills the woman, or right. man, you know, it doesn't matter. But, um, and then it's like, oh shit, what have I done? So it makes, it, it makes her into a vampire, or okay. into a vampire. So it's, but, which is super creepy because it's like her parent now. Okay. Okay. Right? Sure. So yeah. Like, that's something that always freaked me the Father fuck out about, about vampire. Like uh-huh. where a vampire turns another vampire, like lover. Yeah. It's like their parent. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Basically. So that's really like grooming. That's all sort of sh- <laughs> like, <laughs> creepy. So, but it specifically says in, in good boy, this, this name is the hair shirt I bear. What name would it have? Dracula. Right. Oh, so it's, uh, the song is the cross that I bear. And that, oh, means it, that takes on a whole different meaning for goodness. a fucking vampire. So I wake up scared. I wake up strange. Like a vampire. <laughs> so And then Bedside Manor is obviously about a vampire trying to get its groove back. Uh, how, vamp- how Dracula got his groove back. Yeah, so it's like it's sitting in its, its old dusty manor on Barrington Street. And it's sort of looking out and saying, like, ah, oh, look at all the women that have come and gone. It's been abandoned by its vampire lover. Sure. You know, it's just sort of it's just sort of pining for the time it once was when it was on this late night bedtime TV show. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've always thought that the 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 logo on the front of Gordon was mysterious and kind of strange. But now I truly understand that the red represents his vampiric self, the blue represents the side of him that was his humanity, and the white streak going through it is sort of maybe a, a crack in the ball representing the two different sides of his life that are now permanently oh, separated. You're it, man. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's I, good. I'm this is good. This is good. I'm on board with you. <laughs> so the one the one line in King of Bedside Manor that gave me trouble for a second was when i open up well he opens up the curtains at the crack yeah. of dawn. but remember the sun never shines on barrington street <laughs> <laughs> you're putting it all together so it doesn't he can look outside during the day because the sun isn't there the clues it's all in shadow so he's looking at this shadowy sort of uh street i feel like i need to i need to do an alternate reading of all these songs now just to prove to you that you can do any reading of anything you want so long as you pick out you cherry pick little lines and i don't but cherry not. pick anything yeah you you just explained the way challenge away. me <laughs> But I think I, I really think Gordon's about sort of the life cycle of a vampire, and you know I don't know for sure because we haven't listened to all the songs yet. Right. So it may it may fall apart. It may be paid out later on. But you know, curious as to how if I had a million dollars, could be about a vampire. But Good we'll get question. to it. We'll yeah, get to it. We'll get to it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I did tweet at both Ed Robertson and <laughs> yeah. Tyler Stewart to ask them on Twitter if they were immortal vampires. I'm sure they're going to answer you. Neither of them did, which I think speaks more than if they yeah. had said no or yes. What have you got to hide, e- ladies? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, it's an interesting <laughs> song, certainly. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done. Hey, Evan. 
Yes, Saker. <laughs> hey, you like cryptozoology? I do. Cryptids, <laughs> are, cryptids are awesome. What's your favorite cryptid? Uh, it'd have to be the black-eyed children. Is that like Will I Am and Fergie as as just Muppet <laughs> Baby versions of themselves? <laughs> they make they make your dreams come true. <laughs> they make your dreams come true. I think mine is probably Mothman. 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 Have you, have you been to the Mothman Festival? Uh, I have been to the Mothman Festival. It's a delight. It, it, well, it is. Why it's don't got, we ever go It's got a real there? super commercial. We should go there it's together. Huge. We went there. I, I went there maybe two years ago. <laughs> it was before you before you were here. Mm, I was here two years three, ago. Three years ago. Okay, maybe it was three. I think you were invited, actually, but couldn't come. In any case... <laughs> If you're into cryptozoology, maybe you have a problem with rampant Sasquatches stealing your apples. Is it Sasquatches or Sasquai? I've always said Sasquai my whole life. Sam Squanch. Sam Squanches. <laughs> maybe a ghost is hanging around your breakfast nook saying mean and scary things about your hair? Are ghosts really hair hair, hair apparent? <laughs> well, whenever you see ghosts in film and things, they always have that flowing hair. Oh, that's true. Well, so how do they get that body? How did they get that body? Because they're bodyless, mostly. Uh <laughs> no matter what the case is, you need to get help from Squash Smasher's weekly comedy podcast. Follow the advice and adventures of Zeke Delfor and his unwilling co-host Vlad as they explore the world of Bigfoot and the supernatural from a t-shirt kiosk in a failing mall. Listen to Squatch Smasher's weekly comedy podcast. It's all been done anyway, so check out IABDpresents.com and please support all the programming at patreon.com slash IABD. Here's my question. The commercial's over, but go ahead. It's not over. It's not over till <laughs> I say over, it's so over. It's over. So it's a vampire and a Sasquatch. Uh-huh. But being a Sasquatch doesn't necessarily preclude you from also being a vampire. A Squatchpire? <laughs> a vamp squatch? A vamp squatch. Or a ghost, for that matter. <laughs> you could be the ghost of a Sasquatch vampire. <laughs> Holy shit. I want to see. And I, bet then... that, I, bet, I bet they've already done that. Though. You think that's an episode of this already? Yeah, it has to be. Hmm. I mean, if I just went there, I'm sure they've gone far beyond that. Well, we had an easy out from this commercial once upon a time, but now we'll say, listen to Squash Smashers. <laughs> all right, we are back with It's All Been Done. Uh, right now, we are going to spin the dial for a bonus segment and see what this song uh, can do for us here. So the bonus segment this time is... If I had a million dollars. So how would the subject of this song, how would the king of Bedside Manor himself spend a million dollars if he had it? Um, what you think? Any ideas here? Well, okay. So, uh, if he's if we're going on the assumption that he's human, which I think we should, yeah. Okay. So we'll assume he's human. Um, I feel like prostitutes. I see. I disagree with you, because I feel like what he wants is he doesn't just want sex. I feel like he may have wanted sex when he was younger. Okay. But now he wants. I think he wants validation more than anything. So maybe he would hire a prostitute to just sit and like he could put his head on her lap and she could stroke his hair and she would He's listen to an him. Escort. Yes, an escort, a high class escort. Would he spend a million dollars on one escort? Oh god, yeah. He's, he, I bet he's the kind of fucking guy who would invite an escort over, do the the hair stroking thing, but also make her watch. Or him. I, I don't want to uh -huh. make her or him watch, like, old episodes of his television show. <laughs> the King of Bedside Manor yeah. program that he was on. Remember this? <laughs> uh, no. no. Not. I'm 20. You're 50. No, I don't remember this at all. Uh, yeah, okay. I think, you know, with the, with the leftover money from after the escort, he may, he may build, like, a... I think he might build a secret sex dungeon, too, just mm -hmm. because I think... Uh, he's trying to reclaim some of his lost youth, about, he, the crazy riding crop things he used to do. What about plastic surgery? Ooh, that's a thought. Yeah. A little tuck here, a little nip there. <laughs> that's right. Stretch his face all back. Yeah. Penile extensions. <laughs> Robotic penile extensions. Domo arigato, Mr. Robotic. <laughs> We've cracked the code. Okay. That's maybe. what the ladies say is yeah. Domo arigato, <laughs> Mr. Robotic. There he goes. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. I think we've cracked the code on this one. So, of course, that's how he would spend a million dollars. All right, we figured it out. All right, so uh, now we've got to decide, Evan, is this song bare naked or fully clothed? As usual, we start with you. Uh, okay. So I would say this song is, let's say it used to be fully clothed mm -hmm. on its show. Uh-huh. But when you come over to its house... <laughs> 
it's naked. It's got like rubber mats down on the floor. <laughs> it's got its riding crop. Oh yeah. Okay, so it might be wearing a little bit of leather. Uh huh. Like a little a little uh, cod piece. Sure. Maybe a maybe a little bit of a mask. You know, I feel like it, this song's kind of into a little bit kinkier stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I really, I, it's pretty close to naked for me. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you. Uh, I think that this song is um still wearing shoes and socks. I think that's the kind of weird he is. He likes to wear shoes and socks uh, while he does it. I just imagine him wearing like socks pulled up to like pulled up to his ankle. Like, oh sure, he's yeah, got like knee high socks. Yeah. <laughs> stain on him. But I think he's also got a um he's got a butt plug, but the butt <laughs> plug is actually like it's got like a uh uh like a furry's tail. Like so, it's one of those butt plugs where he looks like he has a rabbit tail or something. Because okay. I think it's it's an ode to his his cartoon. <laughs> he, he wants to he wants to be an anthropomorphic Looney Tune. I think he wants to be a, a goofball. It's okay. his little like you know it's sexy, but it's also wry. It's a little bit silly. It's, okay, so so it's the the tail is inserted awkwardly up his butt. Yes. Like the sound effects are inserted into the song. <laughs> yes. Okay, I see what you're throwing down. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's mostly naked, though. I yeah, think this is a yeah, good song. I really like this song. Yeah. I also think it doesn't hurt that it is the shortest song on the album by about 40 seconds. Like, Yoko Ono is pretty short, but this song fucking zips by. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, it never stays long enough to overstay its welcome. Because I right. think if it were even 30 seconds longer, you'd be like... If they just kept saying domo, domo, domo for 30 <laughs> yes, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, now that I think about it, Domo Regato probably takes about 20 seconds of this song, which means that they only had like <laughs> 90 seconds of content. <laughs> How do we extend this to a real song? <laughs> I don't know. Throw in another song. <laughs> I guess. Reaching. Yeah, really reaching. <laughs> All right. It's time for our favorite segment, and perhaps the first time I've remembered to call it this, Bare Naked Males. Bare Naked Males. <laughs> So we actually got a lot of questions this week. So uh, let me ask you this question. Because we alluded to it earlier. Uh, a man named Scott Dickon wrote in to ask this question. What D&D class would each of the members of Bare Naked Ladies be? Oh, so man. I'm going to pull up uh, the picture of the Bare Naked Ladies again so you can see them. I don't know if it will help you to look at the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, but let's take a look at each of the Bare Naked Ladies. So... Let's start with Kevin Hearn, the keyboardist. So, uh, he's, in my eyes, I think Kevin Hearn is the sensitive type. Every song that he does lead vocals on mm -hmm. is, like, he's, he's very sensitive and, like, slow and melancholic. He's the keyboard player. He's, mm -hmm. my, my pitch for Kevin Hearn is cleric. Ooh, okay. So I know you don't know much about the ladies. Right. I'm thinking I'm thinking the Cregan would be a cleric though because he's the bassist and the yeah. bass, he runs through everything. He's never first he's never front in line. Uh-huh. But he's keeping the party together. See, I saw Cregan as more of like a ranger because I feel like rangers do most of their business from afar and I okay. feel like Cregan's bass lines are so I mean they're integrated into the party. But I, I feel like they are their own thing entirely. Like okay. he's, I, I don't know. I, that's plus he's he's tall. He's definitely tall, and he's, so he's sort an, of elf like. He's an elven ranger. He's an elven ranger. So we're gonna we're gonna give them. Oh, we're gonna give them races. Yeah, oh, this is exciting. Okay, okay. okay, he's an elven ranger. Okay, so Jim Creek is an elven ranger. So Kevin Hearn. Um, so you're thinking, uh, okay, probably. Oh God, if he's melancholic, then he's like a half elf. Okay, uh, do you like half elf cleric for him? Half-Elf Cleric seems about right. Or half half anything, like a Tiefling or Ooh. an Asimar or Oh, anything. Angelic. What's the Angelic one? Is that Asimar? Asimar, I think. It, it, it changes based on the edition. Okay. Asimar, I think, was let's in say, Planescape. Let's say 5e, because I think 5e is, is the most current version. And uh, the Asimar... Yeah, you can have 5e and Asimar. Okay. okay. Sure. So, so he's, he's like a... He's like an angelic. He's like an angelic. He's pining for the beauty of Elysium. Yes. In his in his lyrics, that he, <laughs> I love that. That he can he can. Oh God, that would suck though, because you could sort of grasp the profundity of it, <laughs> but you could never be there because sure. you're still you're still sullied by your mortality. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Perfect. That's right. really good. So he's an ASMR cleric. Let's let's oh, go. And does he worship his dad? <laughs> his dad? Because he's an ass. Oh, sure. So, he yeah. worships God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worships. So the, the angelic being that has given him life. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, Dad. Oh, man. Or Mom. I like no, that. Way. Uh, let's go from least important to most important. So then we'll, we'll do Tyler. <laughs> Come on. The singers are the most important. I think Tyler is, no doubt, 
a half-orc barbarian. I was going to say dwarven fighter. Dwar- oh, I could see dwarven. See, I feel like drummers, almost by, by de facto, are barbarians just because of, like, oh, they go into pounding, a rage. Pounding, pounding. Yeah, and they just fucking pound the skins. But I could see dwarf rather than, um, yeah, I could see dwarf. We could split the difference and say dwarf barbarian. Oh, okay. Is there half dwarf, half orc? No, I don't think it. Okay, so here it is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dwarves are a different species. It seems like. What do you mean? Because you can have half elves, you can have half orcs. Right. Which means, elves and orcs are races. Right. right? Okay, you can't so have you half can, dwarves. So we can so we can interbreed, right? Aren't, With humans. Aren't halflings half dwarves? No. What are they? <laughs> they're their own little thing. That's why are they race. called halflings? <laughs> because it was an, it was an illusion once in Tolkien's book. <laughs> okay. They call the hobbits half like the halfling. Oh, okay. And so that wasn't copyrighted. Got unlike it. Hobbit. <laughs> Got it. So they call them that. Okay. Gary Gygax. Okay. Gygax. Gygax. So yeah. So I'd say dwarf. So but elves, elves and orcs are the same race as humans. Okay. They're different races of humanity. Okay. I guess because we can interbreed with them. Okay. But dwarves, you can't. They don't. Sure. They don't interbreed with anybody. Sure, sure, sure. And halflings too. So you can't have a half dwarf. Sure. Or, except in Dark Sun, where you can. You, you can. Going too deep. Going. Oh, sorry. Too sorry. Deep. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe just nobody wants to have sex with dwarves except other dwarves. Have you ever thought of that? Well. It, <laughs> a lot of times there aren't any female dwarves. Yeah, it seems like that's, that's actually one of my um, arguments. Okay, I don't want to get too deep into this. Okay, okay. we can go. <laughs> Let's keep going. Could, I could do a whole podcast on, <laughs> on just my theories about dwarves. Let's do Ed Robertson. So we've got okay. So we've got a cleric. We've got a cleric. We got a ranger. Uh huh. We got a fighter. Yeah. Or, or a barbarian. Or oh yeah, a barbarian. 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 Dwarf barbarian. barbarian. So we got front. We got front line. We got support. Um, I, I I almost feel as far as race is concerned, Ed is the definition of human. He looks boring. <laughs> Maybe he has an extra feat, but like he has an extra feat. But like a couple skill points. A couple skill points. Do you think do you think Ed is a human? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't argue but with that. But what class is he? Well, this is hard. I would say mage. Like a like a wizard. A wizard? Or no, a sorcerer. Okay, why a sorcerer? sorcerer? Cuz oh. he's got a bag of tricks. Okay. Uh he's he's kind of super he's really important. Yeah. But when he's out front, he gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. Perfect. So, but he's got some magic. He does. He's got right? magic. Right. But you so can't when he's put him in when front. he's right behind, when he's behind Paige, yeah. when he's slinging those spells, yes. when he's slinging those one-liners from Fuck, behind, that's he is golden. Perfect. God damn. Yes, he's exactly a sorcerer. All right. Perfect. And then of course Stephen Page. So he's a frontline man. So yeah. is he the fighter? Uh, we've got a. I, I don't know. Maybe a. Gosh, what would Stephen Page be? Maybe a fighter. Maybe, maybe the, I mean, it'd be... We can't have a bard, because he's too out front. Yeah. Is he a monk? Well, yeah. Monk. He's a monk, because he has no, in, he, he always, he's the only, he sings, he sings, right? Yeah. Oh, he's he got, well, no, I think he can play an he instrument, can play an instrument, but, but not he's almost to the, always out front. Yes. He's almost always... He's got no weapons, he's, yeah, he's got, got no... microphone. Yeah, it's just so him and his fists. Him and his fists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what race is he? Oh, man. That's uh, a great question. He looks like a halfling to me. <laughs> like, just, like, oh, he's, he's kind of... Okay, shrink him down to about half his size. Uh-huh. Or just Photoshop his head onto Samwise Gamgee's body from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and I feel like there would be no difference. I feel... He's got a halfling face to me. Uh, all right. So you think he's a halfling. I feel like there's something... Like, we, we need to just, like... S- there's something we can snap onto here. Halfling is fun, but is he, like, a... God damn. I don't know. Um... Oh, maybe he's a tiefling monk. He's demonic. Like he's got he's got sort of he's a, dark a dark side, side. to him, yeah. where he's got, uh, you know. But 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 he's got he, he he. Oh, I like it because he may not be the most attractive thing in the world, mm-hmm. but he's got this like this mysticality je that people quoi. are. He's got this je ne sais quoi. He's got this this and and I don't know. What do you think? So, okay, so in theory. Tieflings are always like human, human. Yeah. But in theory, a demon could have sex with anything, right? And have a kid. So he could be a halfling tiefling. A halfling tiefling. So we can make we can mix both of our. Okay. Our, so he's a he's a quarterling. So he's kind of when you see him at first. Uh huh. He's got he's a little bit kind of silly, like he's goofy. Yeah. Like a halfling. Okay. Right? Yeah. So he's like, oh look at this little chubby face, chubby cheek little guy, and, but <laughs> he's got a dark side, man. Yes. This guy does coke. He does. Or he did. Yeah, At I don't one know point, anymore. You know, he's, uh, oh, shit. he's got a little bit of a dark side I like to him. that. Okay, so our party is 
We have a Asimar <laughs> cleric. We have a elf, uh, elf elven ranger. Yeah. We have a dwarven barbarian. Yeah. We have a human wizard. Yeah. And we have a tiefling monk. Monk. Yeah, that's or a, a tiefling halfling monk. I don't feel like that's a that's like a that, that party would stand up. Yeah, I it think. could do some I serious could, damage. Some dungeon. I, I mean, you want to stick to the base classes if you really want to make it through the dungeon. Yeah. But that'll be okay. Hell that'll yeah. Be okay. Wow, I really like this party. I almost feel like we should get three other people in and do a Patreon episode as the Bannican Ladies Party. That would be so much fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay, maybe that's a future ep, listeners. We'll, we'll see. If, if we get enough listeners to have ever have a Patreon. <laughs> All right. So now is the point in the show, the end of the show, where uh, we do a little thing where we read iTunes No, we don't. Reviews. No, we don't. We don't. We <laughs> have preempted this. We're going to actually do a segment where we talk about the next song. We are? Yes, because this is... But I have an iTunes review ready. Awkward and terrible. Okay, what's the next song? The next song is... You don't even know what the next song is. Is it? This is an iTunes review from Risk Kiyomi. <laughs> Risk Kiyomi gave us five stars. The title of the review is... I hate you so much. Delightful Hosts. They say, even if you don't care about the Bannaked Ladies or deconstructing their entire discography, the hosts are so funny and genuine in their interactions that it makes it a delightful listen. Give it a listen! Okay. Thank you, Riskiomi. Thank you, you want... for your review, but fuck you for reading it, Saker. <laughs> if you want your review read on the air, please Don't! go review us on iTunes. We need reviews to hit that iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Review it. Subscribe it. Listen to it. Share it with your friends. Do all that stuff, I think. Yeah, that will help us quite a bit. Um, you can catch us on Facebook. It's all been done, a Better Good Ladies podcast. You can catch us on Twitter, at Pod. We like to interact. We didn't have a hashtag for this episode. If you want to interact with us on this episode... Uh, you can do so. Hashtag Haversack. <laughs> Hashtag Haversack. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Evan, what do you have to plug this week? Uh... <laughs> oh, this joke isn't funny anymore. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one uh... week. <laughs>